B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
Mm-hmm. And then Jason Statham sees all the crazies on the other side of the hill where no one else can hear them, just on the other side of that hill. Uh, and then we get, there's a scientist from a different town who's the one that released this red mist. And that stuff makes everyone go crazy. Uh, they self-mutilate each other. Then they start killing everyone else. Uh, and then they all start coming after all the survivors. And Ice Cube's there. Uh, he was apparently someone that they were supposed to arrest because he was accused of killing people in this mess. But I don't really understand who accused him of killing anyone. Because when he came about, the Red Mist stuff was already happening and everyone was already going crazy. So I don't really... That doesn't really work for me. Um <laughs> <clears throat> that's that's what doesn't work for you in this movie it's a major plot hole of a movie that doesn't really even matter if it has plot holes no, but that really one's a doesn't. major one fair enough like who <laughs> actually arrested ice cube because he goes into a room where there's already people flayed hanging from the ceiling so shit's already hit the fan in this town who bothered to arrest ice cube i mean someone <laughs> 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 Uh, and so then they're all like, where's the train? Get the train. And the train's like, I'm trying to get there. Where did you go? And North. Natasha Hendridge species, um, (laughs) gets possessed by the thing, but then they give her her drugs and she uh, pukes out the stuff yeah which never uh, comes back yeah and no one ever addresses that that they have a cure like they they have a cure yep. and the cure is drugs yep uh and uh, i don't know maybe dare really really got into them so they're like even if the answer's right in front of them they'll be like it's drugs we can't use it um and then they get on the train and they decide they have to go back which you know is always a wonderful idea and it goes poorly so more people die and then they have to get back on the train and there's an action sequence uh, and then it ends uh, the exact same way that... Um, Super Mario Brothers ends? Uh, I was going to say uh, Resident Evil 2. Hmm. Yeah. Where she wakes up and everything's going to shit and she has to go outside and fight everything. Is that end of Resident Evil 2? Maybe that's 1. Resident Evil 1. Yeah, well, Resident Evil 1, she wakes up and she's in Raccoon City and everything's jacked up. Yeah, that's I'm right. definitely right. way more Super Mario Brothers because it's the character from earlier in the movie... Shows up, who they've parted ways, we're not supposed to see him anymore, shows up unannounced with guns and says, I need your help. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much yeah. the same as Super Mario Brothers. Well, Ice Cube's guns are way shinier. They're too shiny. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's custom. They're obnoxiously shiny. <laughs> um, yeah. To reference Resident Evil 2, that shit's custom. Uh, I would like to oh say, <laughs> this is a movie. Yep. With, uh, like, no nudity in it, really, that I can think of. I don't think so. And it's usually a type of film that just has nudity for no dang good reason. And they didn't do that. Uh, Jonathan. Was that a complaint Jake... or is that a like a praise? I'm not sure. Because. <laughs> and the other thing that I want to note is Jason Statham is in this movie and he doesn't kick anybody. Oh, that's true. He's not kicking. No. He's no he doesn't kick he anybody. Was, he was he's got a lot of hair. Cast. Uh, yeah, he does have a lot of hair. It's baby Jason Statham. But he was originally cast as uh, Ice Cube's part, but then they, they bumped him to a different part because his name wasn't big enough yet. Uh-huh. Ice Cube was the bigger name at the time. Oh. Which makes, I mean, it's 2001. Jason Statham wasn't exactly uh, a household name yet. But to loop into the nudity thing, apparently you had told me 
that this was John Carpenter's attempt to make a really fun, new, campy movie. Yeah. Yet, it takes itself so seriously. There really isn't that much camp there. I mean, there is, but for if you're aiming to just make a campy movie, you are too reserved, yeah. I would say. There was an article I read, actually semi-recently, I don't know what movie it was talking about, but it was talking about just a camp in general. And it basically said, and I'm not sure if I agree with this, but I, I think it's a valid point of view, that no no movie set out to be campy is going to be like a great campy movie. No. You don't get camp unless it's by accident. Almost entirely. Like, there's some truth to that. Obviously, you know, that's not a hard and fast rule. But I think there's something there. And if Carpenter was trying to make this super campy action horror assault on Precinct 13 slash third uh, fucking... Mad Max type thing. Oh. Uh, I was going to go more Escape from New York because this was originally the third Escape. And this was going to be Escape from Mars. And it was going to be Pliskin and not Jason Statham or Ice Cube. Uh, like, There's a lot of things <laughs> this was going to be. And then yeah. it ended up being this. So, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, maybe he just didn't get the camp right. Maybe it was just, like, I want to make this movie. All right, we can make this movie, but get rid of that. All right, you can make this movie, get rid of that. Well, get rid of that. Get rid of that. And it's, so like, it's well, fuck. I wanted it to be. I, I guess I got this movie with some cool prosthetics, and I got to use miniatures. Oh, and See, they let me well, write my own score again. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, like, on, on the other hand, I, I did kind of find every part of this really funny. And maybe it's just because I I came into this with nothing, like no knowledge of it, <clears throat> other than knowing that the movie didn't do well. But every part of it just played so goofy for me. And you yeah. know, maybe it maybe it's not the right kind of goofy to get into the full camp, but every time something happened and I was just like laughing at how ridiculous and stupid the leaps were. So, I mean, I guess the mileage varies there for me a little bit. Just that I kind of did see the camp, but I do agree that... that it wasn't in on its own joke. Yeah, I guess that's my biggest thing, is that it felt like it was taking itself seriously, but wanted to put on this facade of camp while still taking itself really seriously. It's like the person who doesn't want you to acknowledge that they're wearing eyeliner or something. Yeah, I, I want to look cool like a rock star, but don't talk about it. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, because... Like, there's moments of this movie that will happen that's like there's no way this movie's taking anything seriously. Like when uh Clea what's her name? Clea Duvall. Um Yeah. Yeah, when she gets her head knocked off, that is the like the most ridiculous fucking decapitation yeah. ever. Like it's quite like she just gets saw blades chucked at her and one connects with her neck and her head just kinda pops yeah. off. The saw blades <laughs> thing are amazing. <laughs> Because like, they, there's no rhyme or reason to them. No, Th those people were like, throwing them like frisbees. It was great, yeah. <laughs> and they're just cutting through everything like it's made out of like a hot knife through butter. Just yeah, <laughs> holy shit! There's a bones and muscle and a lot of shit in neck. You, you can't really just lop through it by chucking a serrated blade at it. Well, it's it's no. it's a uh, Mars saws. That's what it is. Ah, Mars yeah. saws. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of hard to say. <laughs> that was very hard for me to say after I said it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I agree. Like it is a fun movie to watch because it's very stupid. And I imagine like a midnight showing with like a drunk audience, this movie would be a blast. Um, but I've never seen it like that. I, I remember renting it when it came out and then watching it, you know, now 20 years later and going, that's all right. Mm -hmm. All I really remembered from the first time that I watched it was the second run to the train. Not the first run of the train, but the second one when they all fucking die. Like, I remembered all that violence. But the rest of the movie, I didn't really remember. Like, I remember, I thought, 
even going into this one, I thought like the main, you know, Martian bad guy was like one of the original Martians. Like he wasn't one of the ghosts. And then as you're watching, it's like, oh no, they're all ghosts because you know they're lizard people from back in the day. So these are definitely not it's because human. he doesn't look like he mutilated himself he looks like he's deformed of someone yeah it looks like he's wearing a mask or something yeah, like it looks so totally it, different that's one thing that I, I was disappointed in i'm like so if they're just really into self-mutilation then you're kind of you're suggesting like hellraiser type stuff but like hellraiser like event horizon like i've seen this sort of thing done before like they mention it but then they really let it go because once they actually start fighting them all they all just look like punks they don't look like they've really done anything to themselves. Yeah, they're you know like punks it, with some extra facial jewelry. Yeah. It reminds me of that episode of Doctor Who where they go to the very end of the end of the universe, end of time, where they meet the oh, master sure. for the first time. Those like people with the filed down teeth. Like that's kind of what I was thinking about the whole time as they came out of the woodworks and were, you know, chucking saw blades. I was like, where's the TARDIS? Get to the TARDIS, not the train. <laughs> Well, the doctor would be very confused by these people. Like, yeah. oh, look at you. Uh, run, run. <laughs> <laughs> they are not nice. <laughs> there's no reasoning with these people. Um, but there's also just kind of like weird. There's just weird themes in this movie. Like we yeah. are clearly an invading force. Like humans are, you know, we moved into this planet and said it's ours. And the or inhabitants of the planet are like, could you not? And, like, one of the lines is like, well, they have to get used to it because it's our planet now. And it's like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but it's not, they're not even really there. They're, like, an essence of but the we, old people. But we don't know anything about them. That could just be, like, when they die, they turn into this gas and they just all died out of their physical form. And now they just are this gas. But they were also confined in, like, a pyramid tomb type thing in the ground until the doctor went to... Maybe they like their tomb thing in the ground. Yeah, it's just like... We were sleeping peacefully, and then you MFers just broke our seal. We're so pissed. It it seems similar to like a Stargate-type thing, but Stargate would have been more equipped to handle the situation. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're also... You're also (laughs) right in pointing out just... You're you're also right in pointing out just the weirdness, because this is also a society that's a matriarchy as well, but they only say it and then make, like the odd comment about it and then nothing so there's that whole idea that's just nothing there's the the whole uh, framing story where the, the council's talking to her uh the, the christina uh, Hendricks hendrickson natasha Henstri- henstridge christina Hendricks would have been a very different person at, in right right one of this movie <laughs> henstridge okay when the council was about to bring her in they were talking about a cartel and so there was like this whole cartel thing that just never happened, and then the whole thing with Desolation and his brother and all them. Like there's all these little elements that are just so weirdly specific. Yeah, and really add up to a whole bunch of nothing. Which doesn't, again, doesn't bother me in this no. type of film. Like I'm not looking for a good clean plot in this type of film. But I no, think it does like, add to what you're saying though about the taking itself too seriously. All these elements. They're trying to pull at those threads more seriously than the plot really allows. It seems like. Yeah, I'm not. Exa- I'm not even entirely sure. Like, if I can put my finger on like why I don't just love this movie, because it, it could be kind of what you're saying, John. It could be kind of a mixture of what you were saying earlier, and it could just be the fact that it, it does all this stuff okay. Like, it does camp okay. It does the sci-fi okay. The horror, everything, even like the the. 
it leans far more on practical effects than like CG effects, which I really appreciate. Like I, I, I can have a ton of fun watching that. Like, I love miniatures. It's great. But at the same time, like they didn't look that great. They looked okay. And I think yeah. that's kind of where yeah. like, if anything had been amazing, I think I would have loved it. Like it was like, yeah, you know, but like the score is amazing. And it's like, nope, the score is good throughout the entire first half. But then as soon as the action starts, it's just bland metal music. And it's just so overbearing. And it's just so loud over all of the action. It just sounds so samey. And it's like Carpenter is a great composer. He has written some of the best horror themes ever. And the front half of this, the score is great. And then, oh, it just falls apart. And I think that's kind of why, like, as much as I want to love this movie, it just never quite gets there. Almost makes me kind of wonder if... uh this started off as a bit more serious and more like <laughs> more of a interested, like he was more interested in it in the beginning, passion in the project. Well, and then kind well, of just I mean, fell if into, it, if it was escape from Mars and it was the third escape movie starring snake Plissken, then yeah, he was way more invested yeah. in the beginning. And the, and that type of cult or uh, camp, he already knows how to do. Yeah. Cause he's done it twice. Yeah. It's got a very specific feel to it. And, and he hated making this so much, or we, he never said he hated making this, but he was so burnt out after this, he retired. He didn't make another movie until, like, 2011 with The Ward. Like, he took almost 10 years off after this. <laughs> wow. I will say one thing that would have made this more interesting is since on Mars it's supposed to be a matriarch society, uh, they could have suggested that that was just an influence of Mars by if when this red stuff took over, it was a woman that was the big bad of the of the martian overtaken people and be like well on mars women are always the leaders tight to have that sort of like implication like some through line because it because you just get this big daddy mars guy who doesn't look (laughs) like he's mutilated himself he doesn't look human either and he doesn't really have all that much character to him at all no, in fact, he had a lot of lines that they had to get rid of because of that big stupid face he had to wear, he couldn't talk around it. So they just kind of gave him vowels to yell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so da, 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 da. not engaging villain. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, this would be cool if it was just a little, I don't know, something else. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get something that I really did enjoy about it. And it's like, I, I can't say that I really loved Ice Cube. I liked Ice Cube in it, but. It's still it very fine. Early Ice Cube. Yeah, he was fine. Early Ice Cube, it was fine. All his serious lines were just fine. Like I could, yeah, I, I could like, check out for a little bit while he was doing yep. that and watch he a. He put the camp down, right? He did, but he was I, way campier than everyone else around him. I don't think Ice Cube figured out acting until Three Kings. Three Kings, he he got it down. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should watch Three it, Kings. Much better. Never than that. seen that. Now, I, I guess Honestly, I would I say... I have seen most of Russell T. Davies' movies. No, nope, not Russell T. Davies. Nope. What's his name again? <laughs> now I'm only thinking Russell T. Davies. <laughs> David or Russell. David or Russell. <laughs> David or Russell T. Davies. Um, <laughs> Their styles w- would not complement each other. I, I don't think they'd no. be friends. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, not at all. Um, I would say that I, I appreciated, and I even mentioned this to Jandy when, I, when the movie started, was, you know what? I enjoy seeing just a contained set representing a planet and then yeah. everyone walking on it. Like, <laughs> like I think that might be the strongest thing. And I'm, I'm kind of da- damning the movie with faint praise here, but it was very much a set, very much kind of real, but 
fake and no real effort put to making it seem more real. I don't know. There was kind of a a fakeness to it that I just really appreciated. And I kind of – I think I could hold on to that as everything else was just fine and be like, okay, I can actually just go for this ride. You know, ride those waves like um, Hendra, Henstrich, <laughs> Natasha, Miss H did, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that makes sense. Like, I, I – I've read a lot of like fan reviews and stuff. Even like I went back to like the reviews when they came out. Like Ebert loved this movie. Gave it three out of four stars. Really? Yeah. Like there are people huh. out there who love this thing, and I can see the elements that they like. Like exactly what John's saying. Like the practicality of everything. Like, the fact that everything feels real is something we don't really get in movies anymore. Like I, I just sat through DC fandom, and I'm a huge DC fan, as fans of this show would know. Um, and yeah, it's a shitload of CG stuff. It's the same you look at any Marvel movie. Shitload mm-hmm. of CG stuff. This movie is. Almost all practical effects. Like, that is something yeah. kind of cool to see. And Carpenter did a good job with them. Yeah. And, and, the and, camp, and when the camp, when it's there, it does work. Like, the fact that, as John's saying, it all kind of has a slight fake look to it. That's very campy. Yeah. And that does work well. Yeah. And they kind of hand wave the Mars stuff away. Like, oh, we have a little thing next to our lapel where we can, like, suck on it. And that's our air thing for Mars. Yeah. And you get used to it. And just the, the, little, the little cheesy efforts to explain away any questions that no one would actually really have if you're taking you know if if you're supposed to watch this without taking it seriously who cares but still it's nice that those were there their, their jackets were all like fakey kind of <laughs> leathery black leathery yeah. but of course of course six of them walking down this western town in mars with like black leather jackets led by pam greer that that formula is just pleasing to say and you know even if it didn't turn out to be that great it just yeah was a fun it was fun to be approached with that on the screen yeah yeah i i totally agree with that like i kind of wish i could go back in time and see this in a theater with like a group of like carpenter fans because i i bet it would have been fun um but on my own later on it's like no matter how cool this stuff is it just doesn't fully click for me and it's kind of a bummer but and uh, aesthetically for me I, the c- limited palette of this movie also found rather boring well apparently like, i was reading about the the actual location and it was like this place that had like white dust everywhere and they just sprayed it with biodegradable like red paint or red dye just to make it all just like mars and like yeah now it's mars Fuck it. <laughs> just keep throwing red at it <laughs> but that had zero ecological things it's better than like the the fake like smoke stuff that they throw down on the grounds during like all action sequences not smoke but like the fake like char stuff they throw down char like i'm remembering when i worked on transformers 3 and like they just had like those big like hoses that they just like spray everything down to make it look like it had like burn battle damage on it just like that Um. and like all the all the set dressers in the show had to keep buying new shoes because their shoes would get coated in it (laughs) yeah that stuff is bad yeah (laughs) And now that I'm talking about another movie, I'd say we're probably done talking about this movie. There's not much to talk about. No, there really there, isn't. There really I, isn't. I feel like we're stretching to the, the you know, just barely over 20 minutes we've been talking so far. It's like, well, um... <laughs> well, we've certainly Char- learned uh, something from this movie, but oh. also this whole month. Yes. Well, another thing that they showed in this movie, though, that they never addressed is how crafty the crazy people are. They made a lot of wind chimes. Oh, they did, and, yes. And, like, their style of what I'm assuming was um, stained glass or mm. 
uh, trying to find the word. Where'd it go? Knickknacks? Dreamcatchers. Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they had all the stuff that they kept showing that they had, like, welded together and created these elaborate art pieces. Much respect. They never Much showed respect. Them, they never showed them being crafty. They showed them like crazies. I'm like, no, a crazy person doesn't make that. Someone who cares makes that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I just had to say knickknack, and I just had the Norm MacDonald joke going in my head. Uh. It's a knickknack, <laughs> Paddywhack. Give the frog alone. <laughs> His father was a rolling stone. I can't imagine how long it took him to come up with that joke. <laughs> I will say, I, there, there is one last, like, I guess positive for me, in that that one guy, that the... the the first how positive the f- is this if you're the one guy with the um you know the stuff <laughs> i loved this one positive thing yeah. no the first guy the first cop who dies he just gets like he gets killed like he gets uber killed by all the saw blades oh they all right, try to, yeah. like yeah he was really trying to stand his ground he was he was he was and he got killed so hard i i don't know there was much respect for the way in which he died and he got to die so visually compared to everyone else it was hey, a, Claire it was, Duvall got her head lopped off. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. But, like, he got his arms and legs cut off and then his head. Like, he kind of got the whole package. Yeah, he, he really did. Except his package wasn't cut off. Oh, there you go. Got to keep that. They left one, one appendage. Is that considered an appendage? I don't know. It's something that hangs off the torso. <laughs> yeah, but you can't really... I mean, it can kind of move, but... We're not going to go. With that Please thought. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where this thought's going. What was it you were saying earlier about this not being a very flowy podcast? I know that part was cut out, but. Uh... <laughs> quotes. <laughs> quotes. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Quotes are favorite moments. Um, well, my quote is, uh, I can't remember the full quote, oh so God. I'll just go with the, the, the zinger on the quote. From Lieutenant Mil- Milani Bullard, played by Natasha Henstridge, is when she's doing a little monologue about the town, and she ends her monologue with "whores to fuck." She does say that. Like her, like that was like her best, like I'm gonna be a badass and talk like a man type line. Yeah, the CK on that was definitely in all caps. <laughs> yep. Uh, John, what about you? Um, let's see. I may have just mentioned it where first guy gets all sawed up. <laughs> that was just, it was fun violence. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for the, uh, the super Mario brothers ending. Cause it just completely negates like a third of the movie. <laughs> Cause the entire reason they take the train back is to go kill the ghosts with a nuclear bomb to make sure that Mars is safe. So they all go back. They'd all survived. They all go back. They blow up the ghost. They all get murdered on the way out. And they make it back to Mars City 1, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And, uh, nope, they didn't do it. The ghost was still there. So, yeah, you know. Because they tried to kill a metaphysical gas with a nuclear bomb. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. no one knows if it can kill it. It's a ghost. Shoot it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and yet no one thought yeah. to bring so a fan. So that's absolutely my favorite part. <laughs> that would have been amazing like if oh my god like you know like when you get like that, that first person mode like when it turns in like the ghost and it's like floating around like who am i gonna you know possess if it got into one person they just hold up like a little mini personal fan mm. 
That would have been amazing. <laughs> and and not even like at the creature. It's like they're trying to fan themselves because they're too warm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to get into their ear or whatever. And it's like, I can't get in there. Whoosh, whoa. 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 And he just says, That would have been amazing. That's We're it. just flies outside and it's just breezy out. I'm going to go get somebody else. Ah! <laughs> That's it. We're remaking it. And it's 10 minutes long. Uh, that'd be way more fun. <laughs> and go listed as fan video of Ghost to Mars and everyone else just goes there were fans why <laughs> well that's okay. great we can call it a fan video because yeah the fans oh. are what defeat them yep it's a fan oh, video no. <laughs> now we just ah uh, uh, yes what's his name the, the Desolation Williams the trees M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, you have M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, now. the tree, the wind. When you said trees, I'm like, tree of life? No. All right, double features this week. Uh, I, I have a great one. I'm going to go first. Uh, we're staying on Mars. Because <laughs> of course we are. Mm. And I'm going with the remake, specifically the remake of Total Recall. Oh, mm. yeah. You got to get Colin Farrell, Kate Beckinsale, the other one. <laughs> Jessica Biel, uh, the other one. Like, oh no, I forgot she was in that. Like I don't that forgot. We saw that movie in theaters. We did, and I haven't seen it since. So it's kind of like the same thing as Ghost of Mars. I saw it once, and I never went back to it. And it was pretty horrible, and took place on Mars. Double feature. <laughs> uh, John, what about you? Um, I'm going to. This is going to be kind of an abstract double feature. But uh, it was Ice Cube that was in the yeah. Uh, it's triple. Uh, it's a double feature with X uh, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Is that the second or the third? Or the sec whatever the second one is. Like that's the Isn't one that, that pops State in of the Union. State Xander of the Cage Union. Is, yeah. Yes. State of the Union. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so please come to my TED talk on the Triple X franchise. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a Triple X movie. I've only seen the first one. I've seen well. the first two. Like. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, that was what I thought of immediately when it came time to double features. It's like, yeah, no, an Ice Cube double feature of just two what movies. The Triple X will always hold such a warm place in my heart from when it sided with the anti-smoking people so that fucking Xander Cage or whatever his name is had to remind people every now and then that they shouldn't smoke. And then at one point he kills a guy because he's smoking. <laughs> Triple X is an amazing movie. See, That's the villain is a bunch of smoke. Yep. <laughs> there you go. It's the smoke series. That's what it is. Ooh. Uh, did you have a double feature? Yes. Jason X. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It's a much better movie since Okay, okay I'm, I'm that, a little better. That understands the type of camp it is. Oh, yes, it does. And it has a chain room. <laughs> why is this room filled with chains and drill I bits i don't know this is a very unsafe room maybe you shouldn't go in there when you're being stalked by a serial killer to be fair the movie is well aware it's a dangerous room as many people die in it <laughs> and I'm, first time i'm watching the movie i'm like what is this place <laughs> why does this room exist remember that's it's basically a school bus they're on a school trip <laughs> Yeah. That's what that butt that's what, what the ship is. What was this room for? 
What? <laughs> Come to my TED Talk on Jason X. <laughs> this is just a, for a, a stupid space movie that wants to be stupid and campy. That one, like, knew what it was and knew how to do it. J- Jason yeah. X is, like, in my top three of the Friday the 13th franchise. <laughs> the movie's so good. And it's really <laughs> a perfect double feature. terrible. <laughs> I mean... It's really a perfect double feature because after Ghosts of Mars, you're like, what is this? And then you get, like, punched right in the face with Jason X. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah, yeah. you, you never see it coming. Jason X will, will punch you in the face. <laughs> Do you want to smoke some pot or have premarital <laughs> sex? We love premarital sex. <laughs> God damn, that movie's great. What uh, happens in the holodeck stays in the holodeck. <laughs> Except for Jason. Jason gets out of the holodeck. Yeah, he just kind of walks out. <laughs> it's okay. He just no, won his machete back. No one else got out of the holodeck. Okay, I was so upset that you're going to be like, it's as terrible as Jason X. And I'm like, oh, now, now that we've just brought up Jason X in a positive light. I'm in such a better mood. <laughs> it's, this is a better movie. <laughs> I don't know if John Carpenter would appreciate that. But. Really, really, no. the uh, moral of this month is that Jason X is a is a fun movie. I, I think the moral of this entire month of B movies or B sides was we should have just watched Jason X four times. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Jason X, John? Yes, I have. Okay, I didn't remember. I've. It is it is it is great, but I, I am due for a revisit. Yeah, me too. I haven't watched it in a few months. Mm. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I really think I did watch it like three months ago. That's a good movie. Let's do a quick round of plugs and say goodbye. I, I don't think I can talk about horror movie B sides at all anymore. I'm so happy we did this because I was so curious about it when I came up with it back in like July. Um, but uh, I didn't have much of a wrap up other than to say, um, yeah, they're B sides for a reason. Yep. You have to really want to seek these things out, and you're going to want to. You know, look for the diamonds in the rough because they're all kind of rough. At least the four yeah. that we watched. Yep, yep. And it's just, you know, we were bound to have a miss, a whole month of misses. And, uh, you know, yeah, I I'm glad it was Scarlett now. Johansson, uh, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson month did way better than this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but I guess we, we should mention really quick what we're going to do next month. We haven't really talked uh, as the three of us at all. Uh, and I kind of no. intentionally because I've we been never leaving talk. it. <laughs> I meant specifically about next month. I, I know we talk oh, all the time. Yeah, um, we're not even. I've been leaving it in the right wings now. for a while now because uh, Chewie's been asking for it for a while now, and I figure we had nothing planned. We can finally do Bet Midler month. Yay! <laughs> nice. So I'm not sure what four movies we're gonna do for Bet Midler month. I still I know. don't want to watch Beaches. I don't want to feel like crying. <laughs> one of them will be Beaches. No! <laughs> Another one will be Jason says X. It's a cry fest. It is a cry fest. You got you can't do a Bet Midler month and not watch Beaches. It is just like you have to she watch has it. Plenty of comedies. She does, and she also has Beaches. That's like her. That's like the Bet Midler movie. We have to do Beaches, right. and we probably have to do Hocus Pocus. And then we have to. Do... I wanted to watch. Uh, first wives club oh my god it just keeps leaving my head everything i want to talk about the horrible people movie with john where she's married to death becomes her no (laughs) ruthless people ruthless people she's married to danny devito odd couple yeah they don't (laughs) like each other no kidding (laughs) it's a really funny movie i i I look forward to watching. We might have just pulled out three of them right there. I guarantee Beaches is one of them. And if she wants to watch Ruthless People, she would pick the month. She gets to pick the movie. Yeah. 
Um, we will yeah. Watch. There's two of them right there. Just don't know when. We'll figure it out. Let's do a very quick round of plugs. I know I said that earlier, but now we're actually going to do it. This show never the show on the ATH Network. Be sure to check out ATHpod.com. Uh, Binge Buddies is still having a ton of fun with what we do in the shadows. Uh, and, uh, yeah, season two is doing great. Check it out. John, what's going on with Demon Days? We're back. Demon Days is back. We're going back to weekly as long as the episodes hold and you know stay in the can. Uh, we got an arc where all our heroes are in the Shadowfell, and that's going to be a big epic battle. We, uh, it was great. We finally got to record back in person again, and just it's a great set of episodes. And uh, you'll already have actually heard the first one, eighty-eight last week. If I got my timey wiminess right, and then eighty-nine is this week. I believe you have your timey wininess correct. Yes, I believe. Um, and if not, you know what? It's okay. I'm. You heard I'm okay them. Yeah, you heard them. <laughs> I believe nothing. I believe nothing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, we had a great time. It was great and epic and just all sorts of character development and storytelling and stuff. And yeah, give it a listen. Lots of fun. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to our horror movie B-Sides. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed the ride. I, I definitely enjoyed taking it, even if I didn't enjoy watching the movies. <laughs> Bet Midler Month will be far more fun. I guarantee it. Uh... Bye. 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 Bye.